This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Alright, today we're going to be talking about who framed Roger Rabbit. Who did frame Roger Rabbit? Mm, you'll have to uh, watch to find out. Uh, or it's Doc Brown. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, this was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Came out in 1988. Written by Gary K. Wolf, Jeffrey Price... And uh, stars Bob Hoskins, Christopher Lloyd, Joanna Cassidy, and a bunch of cartoons. Unprecedented. Yes. Mickey, Bugs, Daffy, Donald, Woody Woodpecker, and Roger, and Jessica. This was it, right? Yeah. There was that don't do drugs thing, but I think that was just Warner Brothers, right? I don't remember that. That was Bush Sr. Mm. That was in every video game. (laughs) <laughs> in the rigging 90s well no they had they had that after school animated thing where the they had all the cartoon characters but I can't remember if any Disney guys were involved but... oh I never saw that yeah I don't remember that either anyway. did you hear they get rid of Dare are they finally oh yeah. really yeah, oh, I love Dare <laughs> the shirts were cool I know plus there's a policeman that came to visit and told us about how drugs got you really high and then, and then the he best. played basketball with you Prop 64 passed, by the way, on an unrelated topic. That's, is that the pot one or the condom one? That's the pot one. Okay. I don't know about the condom one. Yeah, for those of you unfamiliar with California ballot measures, there was a... <laughs> Come on, everybody's familiar with this. Yeah, I know. There, there was a ballot measure that would require, by law, for any pornography film to have everybody wear condoms. It didn't pass. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. And Alex did have one of the greatest text messages ever. <laughs> what was it? Was it Prop 69? Raw dog or not dog? There you go. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Let's not talk about the election. Um, oh. Like I said, we're talking about Roger Rabbit, and let's just get right into it. Um, our worst things oh, about shit. this movie. We need to make and I'll lists. say right off the top, this was really hard. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, this of the small amount of lists that we've done so far, this was the toughest to come up with the worst five for me. I would think it's almost the same thing for me, yeah. So, uh, Scott, you should lead us off this week. Okay, um, number five, and this is purely coming from me watching it as a kid, uh, is that there wasn't enough cartoons in it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> There was a kid just like waiting for the next scene where they'd have the cartoons interact, you know. Uh, not really, not quite realizing at the time what a great performance Bob Hoskins was giving. Uh, you know, I just wanted more cartoons. <laughs> you know, I, I, at no point was I like mad about it, but you know, it, as a little kid, you know, you want the cartoons, you want the money shots. I remember as a kid, not so much that, just wanting to see more of the cartoons that I like. Like I wanted to see more Mickey and Bugs and stuff like that. They only had small cameos instead it was the, the stupid trees singing in the forest and stuff like that. I don't know. But 
And more Jessica. You can always have more Jessica. <laughs> All right. Alex, you're number five. Uh, my number five. Are we doing top? For, we're doing tops first, right? No, we're doing no best. Bottoms. Oh, bottoms? Power bottoms. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> well, as a kid, I like it kind of now, but as a kid, the um, the Bouncer Gorilla, it's kind of it kind of freaked me out. Even though I was an older kid and everything. And I knew this was like a cartoon silly movie. Yeah, like the whole eyes and the deep voice and everything. It it, it got me. Okay. Even when uh, you go through through the ride at Disney in Toontown, <laughs> every once in a while it scares me because I always forget that it's there. And you see the guy, the like uh, the animatronics slide the door, eye hole thing apart, and then you hear the gorilla talk. It, secret it's a nice password. Little, yeah. <laughs> All right. I have something a, a related topic, but I'll do it later on my list. But I can see, yeah, some of this stuff is scary mm-hmm. for kids. All right. Uh, my number, and this was this is really hard for me to come up with stuff. Um, Jesus. I had to put in uh, the intro cartoon. I I know what it's supposed to be. As an adult, I re- understand what it's supposed to represent. But as a kid, I just thought it was a dumb cartoon, and I always hated it. Like. I don't know. It just maybe because I sat down, I watched this as a cartoon, and it wasn't any cartoon character I knew, and it was all different, mm-hmm. and I just didn't like it. And um, I don't know when I even now when I watch it, I'm like, all right, just get to the get to the <laughs> the hybrid stuff. I remember it being kind of like a like a somewhat of a pilot program because they they had another Roger Rabbit cartoon for something like Honey, I Blew Up the Kids or something like that before that, and it was become, it was going to become a thing. Where they'd have all these Roger Rabbit cartoons at the beginning of all the Disney movies, but I think they only ever had the two. Mm. Is Honey I Shrunk the Kids a uh, Robert Zemeckis movie or no? I don't think so. And like I said, I don't remember if it was I Shrunk the Kids or the sequel that they did the Roger Rabbit before. We blew up the baby. Yeah, yeah it kind of sounds familiar. And uh, one thing I actually just finished watching, I watched Robert Ra- Roger Rabbit before we started, and. It is the first time a cartoon got a little adult that I remember. And there was one scene where, like, the butcher's knife, like, almost hits him in the groin and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some things in there for the that aren't really geared for kids. Right. Seriously. Well, yeah, later on, there's tons of, like, innuendo and stuff like that, which I find hilarious. But that one, that specific cartoon where you're still in cartoon mode, I remember, this is an adult. I don't know if I should be watching this. <laughs> So, like I said, I'm nitpicking here. Um, Scott, yes, number four. Number four. Um, this again, this goes back to me being a kid, but I was upset that Mickey was such a dick in this. <laughs> like Jeff said, he's only on screen for a little bit, but Mickey's kind of a dick. I get boy, I, oh boy. I get that Bugs is a dick because that's who Bugs is. But yeah. you think Mickey would like try to help him out? But Mickey just doesn't care. He wasn't yeah. as bad as when he guest starred in South Park, but he was pretty bad. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But... <laughs> boy, oh boy. He was unconcerned <laughs> for human life. <laughs> well, he it's, was soon. It's been a while since I've seen a Mickey Mouse cartoon. And, yeah, he was never, like, bugs, but he never played tricks on anybody? I don't think so. And except, like, he, there was the Brave Little Taylor, but... Was, yeah, I was going to say the giant one, he right? He was fighting like, the giant, though. The giant who smoked, by the way. Yeah, he's evil because he smokes. <laughs> yep. Fee fi fo fum. Oh wait, no, that was a different one. That's the Jack and the Beanstalk. Smoke. 
Is that the same thing, or is it mm-hmm. two different cartoons? That's two different cartoons. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Alex, number four. My number four is <laughs> frustration with VH- VHS trying to freeze frame when you see Jessica Rabbit's <laughs> huge. Jesus. You had to find a very specific VHS that can go frame by frame, or else you just had to play the the scene when she's flying out of the cab and try and get it. It was a seminal part of your your adolescence, Alex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was it VHS or was it the laser disc? It was VHS. I remember because I tried it over at your place with Brian and everybody. We tried to freeze frame it. Yeah, we never saw anything. Yeah, we didn't. Mostly, that's why. I... Try to adjust all the tracking and everything. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think it was only because you could only see it on Laserdisc. I think that's what the problem was. Uh, um, why'd that format go away? We should bring it back. Well, I'm, well, it'd be on the DVD, but I think they fixed it by the time it got the DVD. Boo. All right, uh, my number four <laughs> is um, so again nitpicking again. They do an awesome job with about the movie with like cartoons actually using real objects and vice versa, um, but there are some times where like it goes from a real gun to a cartoon gun back and forth, and those things just kind of the continuity sometimes bugs me. I remember as a kid because I. This will come up in my best list, but I was really into the behind the scenes of the special effects for this. So I was super hypersensitive to it when I rewatch it. And there are scenes where like Roger comes in with a toilet with a real gun, but when he lands and holds everybody up at the end, he has a cartoon gun. And that Yeah. It's nitpicking, but that, that lazy Bob Zemeckis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bobby Z. So And like I said, after watching those behind the scenes features, you you know why they didn't do it. It's hard to do, but just, I don't know. They always bug me. Little things. Scott, number three. Number three was a, a character that made a brief appearance that always freaked me out. But toward the, the end of the movie when uh, Eddie's trying to track down Jessica, he sees somebody who, who looks like her from behind, and then he goes to grab her, and she's got like the the cartoon super ugly face. And she says something like, "It's a mine!" and starts chasing after him. Like, that always weirded me out. Oh, that was oh. unnecessary. Unnecessary. What's her voice? Her voice is from some other cartoon, and I couldn't. I could never place it. Like Clarabelle, right? I, I no, it was. It was like raspy. It's a mine. It was, it just, <laughs> yeah, sounded like uh, Mrs. Skinner. Who's Mrs. Skinner? Uh, what's her first name? <laughs> Agnes. Agnes. It means lamb. Lamb of God. Yeah. Oh. It might have, who, for all I know, it could have been the same voice actress. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. It's possible. Back then, there was a lot less stunt casting, so. And that did have one of my favorite gags, where he just rips the street uh, lane yeah. and put those to the wall. That's pretty good. I love those cartoon gags. All right, Scott, or Alex, number three. The fake Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Jeebus H. That was horrifying. Yeah. Scarred for life. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three is just Roger's scream and yell. That always kind of annoyed me. 
Is it? I'm nitpicking here, but these are things that even as a kid, I'm trying to think of stuff that as a kid bugged me even still. And it's what I just didn't like it. There you go, number three. Scott, number two. Okay, my number three leads directly into my number two. So the fake Jessica Rabbit into the the real Jessica Rabbit in the adolescent blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> Something the other two I hadn't had to really deal with up until that point in my young life. <laughs> All because of a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Sure. When Bugs Bunny dressed up as a girl, you had it too. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Party on wing. Pretty on gay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is uh, there was this whole thing called Bump the Lamp that animators did, supposedly did, on the show where something happens and a, lamp, a real life lamp gets bumped by uh, one of the cartoons, but it film it didn't show like the proper like lighting or shadows, so I guess they the animators spent a lot of time doing animations over that to get everything just perfect and just right. And then my boss at the time, uh, on my first uh, animation job, he worked. Uh, he actually worked as an animator on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I asked him, have you ever heard of the term bump the lamp, which means like to take a lot of time to get it just right on any animation? And he's like, no, what is that? And I explained the whole thing to him. It's like, nah, that's bollocks. He was, <laughs> he was English. He was English, so. <laughs> but that had, whole thing. He had, instead, he had some kind of cockney term for it. <laughs> like, like shagging the Turk. No, he'd never even heard of that whole that scene or anything, so. He could be lying. Or they just didn't loop him in because <laughs> he wasn't that good of an animator. Who knows? Sh- he was super shitty at drawing lamps. <laughs> Maybe. You know, you could look this up on the interwebs. I could, but do you really trust it? More than the drunk Englishman that you were working with. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't drunk at the time. <laughs> wasn't he, though? I've never Alex? met him. Wasn't he? Assume he is. He might have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um,. My number two, uh, Alex kind of already mentioned, like being scared. And there's two scenes in particular that scared me. One, um, it's not as much scary, but I always got sad is when he, they, when they first introduced the dip and Judge Doom puts the shoe in the dip. That always, I remember always like kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't want to see this part. That's pretty disturbing. And, um, yeah. yeah. Going back that's... to the not for kids. <laughs> yeah. That's and my then when one. Uh, Judge Doom gets run over by the steamroller. That's messed up, man. They show his whole head getting run over. Max, maximum hype. What's that show? Um, what's that show with like the runaway uh, truck and steamroller uh, with Gordon Bombay? Oh, um, maximum overdrive. There you go. <laughs> the show. <Gordon> Bombay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, a couple scary scenes in that that I. As a kid, I remember being like, uh, especially the Judge Doom getting run over. I always turned away. That whole scene's very surreal, too, the way they film it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Scott, you're number one. My number one is Toontown. 
at Disneyland. Oh, you know Lakey? Not really. As if you have, if you have little kids, you're taking them there. They would dig it, but they do. But like you're, <laughs> the couple times I've been over there, it was just kind of eh. There's no really good rides. There's not a lot to do. I don't know. It just seems like a waste of space. I think I mentioned this, but that's my worst. When I used to work there, that was the worst shift. That place was hotter than anywhere else in the park, and it's just a loud, noisy mess. So I agree with you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number one. Uh, the shoe melting. All right. Yeah, that was awful. Still awful. It's yeah, like all weird... whimpering and crying. It's like the weird kind of blood thing, too. It like, melts into red. Yeah. Well, that's because the front part of the shoe was red. Right, but I mean, it looks yeah. like blood. That's what yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, when he pulls his glove out, it's like red dripping off his glove. And he's all, anyone seen a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, and my number one worst, and th- this is missing cartoons that I wanted to see, the cartoon characters. Like, there's no Tom and Jerry. I don't think there's any like, Hanna-Barbera stuff no. so that was something I always kind of wanted to see I always missed that there was none of the cartoons that I like growing up with especially Tom and Jerry because I think that was the one I watched the most uh, besides yeah. Looney Tunes um, no Popeye no no like Yogi Bear Flintstones anything like that so missed that missed opportunity but I'm sure there's licensing all that crap but you figure what you say hey Disney's on board Warner Brothers is on board everybody else would fall in but Maybe, maybe Disney and Warner Brothers didn't want the other ones because they're kind of shitty. Like, not Tom and Jerry, but, like, some of the Hanna-Barbera stuff is pretty awful animation. Yeah, some is, but... I guess you could have had, like, a couple, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Alright. That finishes up our worst list. So, what are your favorite things? Scott, lead us off again. Uh, my number five is Disney Goes Noir in Los Angeles. Uh... I always talk about how the, like, around that the time period that the movie takes place, uh, the L.A. noir scene is, is one of my favorite settings for movies, and Disney does a really great job here um, doing that. So anytime, yeah, you get a decent uh, detective noir movie, I'm, I'm always happy. So. Yeah, so... Um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm just watching it today i don't know why they don't get rid of toontown forget that place at disneyland get rid of it go take the but in that whole backstreet hollywood land at disney california adventure make that kind of a roger rabbit uh, thing that makes way more sense yes <laughs> you can just kind of you know spread it around uh lightly but that would kind of you keep your roger rabbit stuff turn toontown into a bigger fantasy land or something i don't know and because yeah, it very much feels. I mean, yeah, the whole thing is a backlot during the movie, right? So, yeah. So I agree with you, Alex. Number five. My number five is just Jessica Jet Rabbit in general. Bam. Same as my number five. <laughs> Jeebus H. Was it Jeff uh, used to say she put the bomb in the bomb bomb? <laughs> or Al Bundy. Al Bundy. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. She, uh, she is one hot-looking tune, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, no, no, I don't. 
Um, yeah. If we ever came up with the hottest tunes list, she'd be number one. <laughs> number number two would be Bugs Bunny and Jess, right? Um, no, it would be. Yeah. I don't know. That girl from Titan A. That's a good pull, Alex. Uh, Akima. There you go. I would have to say it would be She-Ra or... Oh, She-Ra, number three. <laughs> Impromptu list. Yeah. <laughs> or um, I got to pick one of the princesses, so who's the hottest one? Uh, go, go, got to go. Be, Bell. Caref- be careful here, Jeff. Okay. Yeah, adult, Bell. <laughs> Ariel's too young, and um, so I don't know any other ones. So there you go. I don't know about Cinderella. All right, well, that's our number fives. Uh, Scott, you're number four. <laughs> number four is Eddie's gun. She pulls out toward the end of the movie. That That's one of the... my Probably my favorite gag in the movie. The way each bullet has its own little personality. and like the, <laughs> There's the one that's like the, the Native American and he pulls out a giant tomahawk. <laughs> Sp- smash the bottle. Oh, man, it's so cool. Damn it. That's my number four, too. Yeah. I love those bullets. Yeah. And they're like old friends. It's, it's cool, too, because they're like old friends with Eddie. Like, yeah. Long time, right, boys, no wake shit, up. Eddie. Yeah. And they're all like classic voices, too. Yeah. You know you've heard them from somewhere. Eddie Valiant, where have you been? Yeah. You're a sight for Thor eyes. And I, and I do kind of like that, that he, as, as they explain throughout the movie, that, or they get to it anyway, that he... You know, used to be a big part of the the Toontown scene and policing the tunes in that area, and so he kind of knows all these people. But yeah, it's cool that they never really like make too big of a deal out of it. Yeah, yeah, I do like that as it's slowly revealed throughout. So, so I just real quick, I forget. Uh, do Bugs and Mickey know who he is, or they they don't really? Intimate one with the other. I just watched it. I don't think they just say what's up, Doc, and that's about it. I don't okay. think they. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Real original. I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they do, but. Okay. I could be wrong. All right, Alex, that was your number four. Um, yep. Excuse me. Oh. My number four is the technology behind the movie. So this was the very first documentary or behind the scenes making thing that I can remember watching as a kid and it really got me into the secrets of movie making and stuff after this and just because of that I like I said I would rewatch it and you know the scene where little baby's holding the real cigar and then the whole looking at newspapers and splashing the water and spitting out world water and all that just so I just captivated me as a kid so uh, I love it. The first, probably why I got in the DVDs later on, I was always watching the special features is because of that one special I saw on Channel 7 or wherever. Um, yeah, that's my number four. And probably what led us to all the stuff we see today T2 and all that stuff. Roger Rabbit came first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Scott, number three. Number three is the villain Judge Doom. Yeah, he's good. So I don't think about it a lot, but I forget 
really how great of a villain Christopher Lloyd's Judge Doom is. Uh, and not just as not when he's just being creepy in the the super dark sunglasses and all black, but also his uh, his other side, as it were. Uh, Spoilers. Yeah, it really is like a really great villain, which you know, as, as we always say, makes uh, a good movie. Makes for a good movie. Yeah, I at the he's it was an okay villain. Like I said, maybe because I was scared of him. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he had literal knives for eyes. Remember when I killed your brother Eddie? I talk just like this. <laughs> there it is. All right, you, Alex. Number three. Number three is it's just a little joke, and it was one of those when when I was a kid, I was like, "What?" And then as I got older and I watched it, I laughed my ass off, mostly because I didn't get the joke when I was a kid. When he goes into the bar. and the penguins are all the servers and anything he's like give me scotch on the rocks and I mean ice this time I was like what (laughs) and then they brought him a glass of scotch with literal rocks on it (laughs) and he was mad I'm like but that's what he asked for (laughs) when I was a kid oh my gosh I forgot about that scene when I watched the movie years later and then I just lol'd all over the place. It's, it's the same thing for me with like the the patty cake thing. I didn't quite <laughs> didn't quite get the full joke there. Yeah. Spoilers, yeah, exactly. like, that's in my list also. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. And I thought actually Alex was going to say with the whole is that a rabbit in your pants? <laughs> Are you happy to see me? <laughs> that one I definitely did not get as good. <laughs> that was because uh, I just watched it and oh my god, that's hilarious. That was uh, Joanna Cassidy of uh, Blade Runner fame Ooh. getting shot in the back. <laughs> Play glass. The replicate. All right, good one. Good one. Sorry, yawning. Um, My number three is just the whole concept of the dip, like on how to kill a tune. Just it's scary, but it's a good idea. I always thought it was a cool idea, and I have to include it. The concept of the cartoon holes. (laughs) I always just thought that was really classic. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, we have portals now. Well, in video games, but yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. But I don't know. I just thought these the whole whole concepts. Yeah, how do you kill a cartoon? They could fall off the Grand Canyon and hit the ground. They don't die. Yeah. So how are you gonna kill them? A dip uh, <laughs> with paint thinner, basically. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Number two. Number two is uh, Bob Hoskins, as I kind of mentioned before. Uh, great performance. Uh, does an amazing American accent. <laughs> uh, does the? It, it kind of just looks like the old school private detective. So I got that's the five o'clock shadow and the kind of like a little a little greasy. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little sweaty. Um, and just the gruff nature. Uh, the the hard ass PI with a heart of gold. Uh, see, I always really liked his performance in this. Stinking tunes. Yeah, I mean, I can't have a drink without rubbing my chin first. <laughs> and when I get my mail, I drop it in the trash can and I rub my chin and I go across the street and get a beer. 
or a wild turkey. That seemed was his drink of choice. Now, yeah, he was great in that. And I didn't know as a kid that he wasn't American. Sounded <laughs> American to yeah, me. Yeah. Um, then it was Italian. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was a chameleon. <laughs> yeah. And then he was a pirate. It's true. <laughs> All right, Alex, number two. My number two is the patty cake scene. Not only because I didn't get it, but the way that Roger was, like, flipping through all the pictures. <laughs> and then they started moving. I'm like, oh, that's how animation works. <laughs> that's, that was very meta right there, wasn't it? Yeah. I get. <laughs> I always smile and chuckle at that scene. Like, yeah, I like, he, like freak the dialogue. Out? Yeah, I like it when you hear the dialogue between whatever uh that guy, I forgot his name, who died and uh and Jessica. I got everything we need right here on the bed. Okay, but please take the hand buzzer off this time. <laughs> <laughs> Patty cake. Alright. Um so my number two it's just all the crossovers. Like, I love the fact that Warner Looney Tunes and Disney crossed over. You have scenes with Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Daffy Duck. The ending of the movie is perfect with Porky Pig. That's all, folks, followed by Tinkerbell. So good. I'm sure I'm missing a few other ones, too. But uh, as a kid, that was just, like, awesome. I think we kind of mentioned this before. That would be right now if Spider-Man and Superman are on the screen together. And they're both owned by the same people, so make it happen, folks. <laughs> If you need to do, uh, we can't get Bob Hoskins anymore. Damn it! We we can get somebody to bring these two together. We should do it. And uh, yeah, just the crossover. All right, my crossover includes a crossover. Hope that's all right. Eh. All right, number one, Scott. Number one is Toontown. <laughs> uh, but the one in the, movie, the one in the movie this time. Uh. Uh, they they kind of hint at it through the whole movie, and then there's the the big chase to actually get in there and then yeah it's full on everything is a cartoon whereas before the cartoons were interacting with the real world now it's just completely Eddie Valiant Bob Hoskins dealing with all the cartoons everywhere like everything's a cartoon once he gets in there and it looks rad and yeah and, then, and that's when you start meeting up with all the the, the, the different tune crossovers and yeah I, as a kid it was amazing and it's still pretty cool yeah, as a kid's amazing. As an adult, I think I could last five minutes in that cartoon world oh, before God. I want to yeah, shoot myself. Yeah. All the birds dance, like everything's dancing and singing. You know, God, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, and uh, all right, so we may have to edit this out. I just watched it, like I said, and I saw something I'd never seen before, and I had to pause it. There is a Vagina? row of a row of bunnies. But the fourth bunny is pure black, and he's holding a sign saying, um, "Take uh, it has the Brea tar pits or something like that." It's a damn tar baby. It's a reference in uh, oh, "Song oh, of the geez. South." <laughs> I, I swear, I, what the hell is this? So I had I looked it up, and sure enough, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Jeez. I'm pretty sure that was on the Warner side of things. <laughs> no, that would have been Disney. Yeah, no, Disney I know, but it. oh yeah, that's right. Shit, I thought it was like, oh, maybe Warner might 
did a dig on Disney, but nope. Yeah. And then uh, just quick honorable mention to uh, the, the soundtrack. It was pretty solid. Yeah, the whole noir music and stuff, right? The, yeah, the, the the slow sax. Yeah. Nice. Alex, number one. My number one is Eddie's song at the end. <laughs> Freaking brilliant. Is <laughs> he hated doing it, but he he knew exactly what to do in order to, you know, pacify the tunes because of his prior history and everything. But <laughs> and Roger's like Eddie, you're funny. You're killing him, literally. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was. It's very funny, and that a lot of those little I don't know how do you say it like not innuendos, but like stuff like that. You're killing him where he's literally killing him. Um, earlier when he's on the first when he's on the set of RK Maroon, there's a cattle call, and they're all cows. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. If you look, I never noticed him as a kid, but you see him now. Pretty funny. All right, and my number one is the Ink and Paint Club. Um, just that scene when you – even before Jessica shows up, when he just first opens the door and you just see the penguins with the real trays. And like yeah. you said, the scene with the you know scotch on the rocks. And... Are they like the same penguins from Mary Poppins? Are they different? <laughs> well, they, it might call me wearing... racist. I can't tell the difference between <laughs> the penguins. <laughs> they're all wearing the same suits. So. <laughs> I bet one of them is cheating on his wife, though. Or vice versa. I don't get it. Oh, you haven't heard about that document? The National Geographic shot that documentary, and one penguin wife happened to have another penguin besides her penguin husband in their home, and then the two dudes got into a fight. No, it's a big internet thing right now. Go check it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's gonna get right on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ink and Paint Club, Betty Boop, and the, the octopus bartender with all the different stuff. Yeah, all that. Yeah, Betty knew who Eddie really. was. Yeah, she did. Oh, and then the whole Donald and Daffy uh, piano off. Them uh, just being how evil they are. That's good. Very good. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about with Roger Rabbit? Uh, um, g- I just like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Couple, there couple pieces go. of trivia um, <laughs> on the on the voices, uh, the dip shoe which we talked about a couple times, uh, was none other than Nancy Cartwright. Ah, Cartwright. So that's interesting. Cool. And yeah. then uh, Kathleen Turner actually was not credited as the voice of Jessica Rabbit, um, and neither was the woman that sang the songs either. Like she was only credited in like the music, not in the acting part. Amy uh, Irving. So yeah. that was kinda of interesting. That stuff. And then there's yeah, there's a list of a ton of other voice actors which you'd recognize from other stuff if you really dug into it a little bit. Right. And like I thought it was cool, you, you know, like Pinocchio has a line and um I guess Dumbo. We Dumbo squeaks, but like I don't know what the the same people who did those characters back in the day are still doing the voices. Um, Bill Farmer did Goofy, and I got Goofy forever. And Frank Welker did Dumbo, and we've talked about Frank Welker before. Yep, every animal ever, pretty much. Okay, and Mel Blanc was dead by this time, right? But would it be his son or something? Uh, I 
think it was no, it was still Mel Blanc. Really? Yeah. At least wow. that he's credited for Daffy, Tweety, Bugs, Sylvester, and Porky. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty there cool. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yep. Uh, and I just said, like, when we started, I did not realize how much I liked this until I started to come up with, think of negative things to say, and I could not do it. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So, I, I do know this was the second movie I ever saw more than one time in the movie theater. The first was Return of the Jedi, and this was second. Well, so there it is. And I think maybe Batman was third, and then Jurassic Park I watched a bunch of times. All right. It's time to hit go. our crossover list, which well, is... Scott, take us through this. This is our top five detectives. Uh... So we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and throw it to Alex first. Oh dang! Your number five. Uh, I couldn't decide between these two because they're equally good detectives, Riggs and Murtaugh <laughs> from the Lethal Weapon series. Okay. I mean, they briefly got promoted to captain. That's but true. They're oh, yeah, officially, they're sergeants in the in the force. I mean, they're detectives, but they, I think they, their rank is sergeant. Right. Yeah. Briggs, Murtaugh. Cheap shit, Briggs. They also made my number five, both <laughs> together. Riggs slash Murtaugh. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I'm Raj. not a big fan of noir film, so I didn't quite stay in that uh, path. Raj. Raj. Okay. Hey, Raj. All right, so that was your number five, Jeff? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. My number five was Philip Lovecraft uh, from a little movie that HBO made a million years ago. It was I feel like it was like one of their first made for HBO movies called Cast a Deadly Spell, which was a take on HP Lovecraft's work. Uh but in it Fred Ward plays uh Philip Lovecraft. It's kind of a super smarmy uh, down on his luck LA Noir detective, but the the catch is like I said it's Lovecraft. So everybody has sold their souls and can do magic and stuff. It was a good performance. Yeah, one of my favorite detective pieces. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I never heard of that. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. I think it's occasionally on Netflix. Yeah, anyway, uh, number four, Alex? Is the new Sherlock with actor Scott. Help me out here. <clears throat> Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> That's right. And uh, the dude from the British office. What's his face? Bilbo Baggins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> As Watson. Uh, I got to catch up on the seasons, but... Yeah, new new seasons uh, coming I'm, out it, next year? To America, anyway. America. I was immediately enamored with that show, and Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. Awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I would have to agree because that is also number four on my list. Ooh. And I'm getting pissed at myself, but I'm matching Alex. Well, guess what, boys? <laughs> That's also my number four. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. It's Benedict. a sweep. It says Sherlock Holmes in parentheses. Benedict. No coming back. No coming back. Benedict. Uh, Isn't that what you're just going to have for breakfast? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
All right, Alex, your number three. My number three is <laughs> only because he's so confident and sure of himself. Detective Kuyan from The Usual Suspects. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna learn what I, I'm gonna learn what I want from you because I'm smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good, and then that slow mo coffee cup drop. Brilliant. The cripple. Which way did the cripple go? <laughs> awesome. Where's your head, Agent Kuyan? Yeah, that's good. All right, Jeff, you're number three. My number three is a combo. I had to go a little funny route here. It's Bookman from Seinfeld. <laughs> the book detective. Damn it, I should have gotten him. <laughs> Slash Al Bundy as the shoe detective in an oh, episode of Married oh, Children. Shoe detective. Nice. That's good. <laughs> that oh, but a, yeah. Bookman's not? Bookman's the best. Mm-hmm. He did return the five Chinese brothers. <laughs> Or something like she that. really did put the bump in the bump she bump. Yes. <laughs> and that it comes back exactly to that was the scene, the, the Al Bunny thing that you referenced earlier. Yeah. Uh, but Bookman was awesome. All right. My number three, uh, you guys already kind of did the theme song, but uh, Inspector Clouseau. Uh, the Peter Sellers. Well, the, movies. I was the, doing Inspector the, Gadget. Yeah, that was Inspector was Gadget. Inspector Gadget? Okay. <laughs> Inspector Gadget's not on my list, so... <laughs> Instead, I have Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. Funny. Steve Martin? Funny, nah, not so much the Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the old Peter Sellers. It's good stuff. Didn't um, Matthew Broderick do one, too? Oh, no, that was Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> and French Stewart, too. Followed in his freaking footsteps. <laughs> Jeebus Sage. All right. Uh, go, go, gadget, flop. <laughs> Alex, you're number two. My number two was Tracy. 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 Go suck in it. Think Tracy, everybody. 30 seconds, no more dick. 30 seconds, no more dick. <laughs> Warren Beatty in that movie was awesome because uh, I never really saw, like, the little comic strips and stuff every once in a while because, I mean – they were in the newspapers, what, in the 30s? They were around for a long time. Yeah. So this was really uh, the first exposure that I had to Dick Tracy was this movie. And I just loved all, like, how colorful that film was. It still took on some pretty dark tones and everything, despite how, you know, pastel and uh, yeah. everything Yeah, it was cool. It was basically, like, a bunch of primary colors and then just, like, one shade of green and then one shade of... Uh... Mm-hmm. Like it was basically blue, green, red, and yellow with some black, yep. I think. But yeah. And the radio watches that everybody has now. That's yeah, funny. I forget who was talking about this, but if you're a kid and you saw one of those, you think, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And now that we actually have those things, nobody wants them. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Just got my, I have my phone. Yeah, exactly. All right. So when was the last time you watched that movie? Uh, probably a couple years ago. Yeah, it's been forever. It's been a good yeah, I heard I don't the think big I've seen it since it came out in the theater. Wow. <laughs> I do remember I McDonald's had a huge promotion with it. Like, yes. To, to see who the secret bad guy was, No Face or whatever it is. Like whatever they were calling him. That was a big deal. Same I think that was the same voice that did uh Boosh in Return of the Jedi. Hey, Yoto. <laughs> it could have been. Uh all right. Now that's well that's the same lady who did E. T. That's a fact. 
Cool. Uh, Probably the same eraser head, right? Or no face? No. I don't, know. I don't remember. Uh, Jeff, number two. Uh, Eddie Valiant. Alright. Yeah, I thought about I, Eddie! I, I wanted him on this list. You're but, killing him! Yeah, I wanted to only put him on there once. So. Yeah. yeah. I normally don't use one we talked about in that episode, but since I don't have many to choose from, <laughs> okay. put him on there. Alright. Oh, just. Okay, so my number two is also Dick Tracy. Um. So we already talked about him, but uh, you mentioned Warren Beatty. Uh, so this, I, I mentioned this before. There's this super weird thing that happened on A and E, or maybe Bravo, where in character, and this only this happened like fairly recently. Uh, Warren Beatty dressed up as Dick Tracy, like from the movie, and then um, Leonard Maltin interviewed him as if he were Dick Tracy, and they aired this special like one time in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. And the whole point of this thing was just so uh, Warren Beatty could maintain the rights to Dick Tracy because he owns the rights. Well, that's cool. So no, it's it's insane. <laughs> yes, it is. But... but yeah, so he did this one stupid thing, which nobody, which aired once, and nobody ever saw it. Uh, <laughs> cool, interesting. But he kept the rights to it. It's like with the Fox and Fantastic Four, basically. You know? So that's yeah, that's my number two. Uh, Alex, you're number one. I have a feeling we're all going to have the same number one, but Alex, go ahead. Number one. Detective Harry Callahan. Ooh, that's pretty good. Dirty he Harry himself. The big ass. Magnum 45. First <laughs> Like, I've never seen a gun that big in anything, ever. I thought, well, they made a whole gun just for this movie. Nope, that shit is real. And that movie's awesome. One of my favorite detective movies of all time. God damn it. Um, <laughs> my phone is dying, so I plugged it into the computer to charge, and now it just keeps telling me, oh, you could look at this, you could look at this. Um, Did you get notified three times or four? <laughs> In all the commotion, I couldn't really tell myself. Man, I gots to know. <laughs> all right. uh, uh, you mentioned it was good. You were good. I was going to mention it... Uh, Callahan too, but I've only seen those movies, a few of them, and I just don't. I felt like a poser if I put it on my list, just like I didn't oh. put in um, Jack Nicholson from Chinatown. I've only seen it once. I almost, I've never almost seen that made movie. my list. It almost went up there. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it should be on this yeah, my list, but since I, I've only seen it a couple yeah, times, if, if, yeah, <laughs> it should be on my list. But I, I felt like doing this one instead. So yeah. Well, nobody's um, done Bogey yet. Nope. All right, uh, Jeff, you're number one. So. Uh, my number one is a combo uh, detectives combo. agent detectives Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. All right, ah, should have seen that coming. Do, 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 yeah. They're special do, 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 agents slash detectives. I didn't look up and see if they were actually detectives, but they, they count. <laughs> they count. They count. They're detecting things. Yeah. So well, my favorite well, TV Scully, shows of Scully's all time. doing more detecting than Mulder, but yeah, like the actual detective. He believes boy. the truth is out there. They were both detecting. They were just, you know, he's just more in the spiritual world. And she's in the scientific world. In the super hot science, sec- the sexy world of science. Yeah, both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw Duchovny's FBI badge on The Simpsons. <laughs> it's hypnotic. But yeah, like I said, my favorite, favorite TV show growing up, so they had to be on here. Okay. All right. Uh, my number one, I'm surprised neither one of you had this on here, but Batman. Oh, oh shit. damn it! <laughs> I didn't even son think about of a it. bitch. World's greatest detective. Which one? Detective. 
Um, specifically, I'm, I'm pulling him from the uh, from the animated series. Okay, that's the correct answer. Well, then I'm going to pick him from the comic books. <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs> Just say no. So good, Conroy. It's a great, great pull. I should, I'm bad at myself. <laughs> yeah, should have gotten that guy. You guys have honorable mentions. Uh, like Jeff said, uh, Jack Nicholson's. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, see, that's yeah. why we can't include. You can't remember his character's <laughs> name. <laughs> David. His name was David Chinatown. He had a bandage over his nose through most of the movie. Jake. Chinatown. Yeah, I don't like Humphrey Bogart like you mentioned from like Maltese Falcon or something, but I've seen those like once. I've never seen those movies. And um put those on my list. Yeah. My uh, honorable he... mention is the uh, the head detective. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. From uh whatchamacallit? In Living Color. <laughs> Oh, that might have been the best skit ever. <laughs> Damon Wayans, he's Riggs now. Yeah, Bringing it back. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that TV show? No. no. My brother likes it, so yeah. that tells you something. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. All right, um, I guess that's it. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I know sports. Sports ball. Uh, so, I guess the uh, the Cubs won something? Did we already talk about this? We might have, but I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we did this in the last podcast. All right. I'll, I'll, no, no, we did it in the in the one before. Because they were named after pandas? Because they were from China? Yeah, we haven't talked about them winning yet. They won the World Series. Uh, okay. After a, a long time. And then since the spell was broken on the Cubs, it just spread out to the rest of America. And uh, that's my sports news. Okay. <laughs> the end. Good night, everybody. The Cleveland Browns are... Uh, I think I think the uh, between the Indians and the Cavaliers, they... They stole, Are you taking they them stole to the Super Bowl? All the mojo from the Browns. What little mojo they had left. Yeah. And yes, Alex. <laughs> I will at some point take the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> there it is. They go every year. Almost every day. Why don't they win? I don't know. Alex, how many points in a safety football? How many points in a safety? Well, it's just one per goal, right? No. What is a safety in football? A safety is when uh, a dude catches the ball, but after it hits, like a kicker hits the ball, it goes through the net of the thing, but for some reason, one of the running backs or whatever runs back there fast enough to catch it as it rolls off the net. And that's called the safety. So they get 1.5 points off of that instead of three. Okay, that was totally incorrect. <laughs> it's Are time sure? for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. 
All right, Scott, take it away. All right. Uh, kind of a light week of news. Um, let's see. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> Big spread. Well, I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead, go, go, I go, have go. a couple things. Um, I just have a correction. The news that told me that Predator was going to be in the suburbs, they then said, no, that's not true. That was falsely purported. So the new Predator movie it, is not going to be in the suburbs. How does it feel, Jeff? Yeah, I'm correcting getting, myself. Not getting, getting fooled, fooled by from the internet. April Fool's bullshit. <laughs> but Olivia Munn is still going to be in it. So, eh. Um, and I got one review. I saw Doctor Strange starring Benedict Cumberbund. And <laughs> it was good. It's it's definitely a Marvel movie. It's, There's a lot I of wouldn't, quips. It wouldn't like dethrone any of my top five, but it would definitely is not in the bottom five either. If that says anything, I, I recommend watching it. Uh, I saw it in IMAX 3D and it was really awesome. Some of these scenes, I would recommend it. I hate 3D and it gives me a splitting headache because the glasses are too tight for my head and I just ah, I hate it, but it looked cool. Um. Cool. Yeah. So go watch. Go watch it. Okay. So, where where would it rank in your? Let's let's say there were three tiers for Marvel movies. Which which tier would it be? It would be first, second, or third middle. tier. It would be in the middle. So like the bottom would be like Iron Man two, Thor two, Hulk. Maybe even Iron Man three for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I would put this at yeah like. It wouldn't be, yeah, it'd be in the middle somewhere. It's not Guardians. It's not Winter Soldier or um, the last one that came out, Civil War or Avengers. But maybe Age of Ultron-ish or Ant-Man, somewhere in there for me. Okay. Um, like I said, not great, not but not bad at all. It's just right. It's a good Marvel movie. Um, it's different, which you, what you want different, right? So... It can't all be the same kind of superhero. There's there's yeah. plenty of action, not as much as an Avengers movie or anything, but there's enough action. It's different. Uh, Cumberbatch is awesome. It's weird. His his accent, he does an American accent in it, which is kind of weird, and he does kind of stumble out of it a little bit. Um, Rachel McAdams is in it, and she doesn't really have much to do, so that was kind of a waste, but she's is still good. Is that a plus? No. Huh? <laughs> is that a plus? No, I mean, I like her, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What's the girl's name? The bald girl. Uh, Tilda something. Swinton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was really good That's in cool. it. I know that everyone got flack because they didn't cast the Asian, but I don't know the I don't know the whole source story, so I don't know, but she played it really well. It's supposed um, to be uh, an Asian, Asian Chinese dude. Yeah. But I think that she's, she's a really good choice for it. Yeah. I mean, she was completely I, bald, no eyebrows. She could have been Asian. She was playing Asian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she wasn't playing Asian, but... Well, <laughs> well I will. <laughs> but that would have not been like Andy, was, Not but... like Andy Rooney, but... <laughs> yeah. um, it was good. I recommend it. Um, and not a review, but I just when I was at the theater, I saw that they've... Right now, they're showing um, Mad Max Fury Road uh, Chrome version. Shiny and Chrome. So, so it's oh, all Is everything black, black and white? black and white nice so I may have to shell out some more money to go watch that again because I love that movie so much and I'd love to see it in black and white interesting that's it for me 
Is it still a tucky? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, there's not much. I mean, he doesn't have much dialogue in the movie. It's true. <laughs> he barely moves his lips. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all he says for the entire movie. But over here, yeah. Mix. My name is Mix. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so uh, my bit of news. I I heard that uh, with. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them coming out soon. Um, this is actually... The... I'm going to stop you right there, Scott. There's got to be a porno already getting ready to <laughs> made for this, right? Well, it's just going to continue on where all the, the Harry Potter ones left off. Like, who knows how many Harry Potter adult films there are Harry strewn Jr. about with their magic wands sl- a slithering in and out of various... Uh... Anyway... Fantastic press and now, where to find them. Because uh, Proposition 69 didn't pass, they don't have to go back and CGI condoms on all the streets. <laughs> Rubberus erectus. <laughs> That's right. There it is. Uh, so Fantastic Beast and where to find them coming out. I don't have a lot of interest in seeing this. In fact, just about none. But I heard something interesting that this was going to be like the the first part or the first movie and then like another six movies. Like they're going to milk yeah, the, similar to... the shit out of this. Eventually oh, like no. get around to kind of a younger, I don't know if necessarily a young, but a younger Dumbledore. Um, and he's going to have like what's supposed to be the most epic wizard duel in the history of that universe. Uh... Is this when uh, Dumbledore and, again... and Gandalf were like, partners They're, they were both detectives in the wizard world yes <laughs> partners in one awesome. if you know what I mean whoa uh, so that's so wizard so I mean that kind of like surprised me though that they like this, this everything I've seen in this movie looks like it's just gonna be a one off but yeah I guess you know mm-hmm. uh, Universal is gonna <laughs> try to get their get their pound of flesh as it were uh and make six yeah, of these things. Holy jeez. Jesus. I mean, don't you think they should like at least release the first one and see if it's <laughs> gotta like get the same Yeah, they're already predicting with the metrics. It's gonna yeah, be well, they predicted who was gonna win the election too. It's gonna make money. Didn't work out. Well, like, speaking yeah. of predictions, uh I, I think it's Disney is on track to have the the largest box office return in a single year ever. Beating out the previous one, which is Universal the same year that Universal did uh, Jurassic World and Figure Seven and I forget what else. Space Jam. Space Jam. No, just just last yeah. year. Just yeah. last year. So with all the stuff Disney's got already had out this year and is gonna have out, um, culminating with Rogue One, uh, they're gonna pass that 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 number handily. Uh, so so they're not gonna go bankrupt. Not anytime soon. Disney's not closing and down. It's, it's I don't know. It's kind of scary because it's it's becoming just like the trend. That's going to be it. Like it's either going to be these completely massive movies or just these Oscar bait indie. And like, and there's no room to have the the, the stuff in between anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the John Matrixes over the world <laughs> yeah, going? Exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but just to follow up on that, yeah, I heard they already broke their Disney's record for most money made in a year. 
And that was before Doctor Strange came out, and then they still have Moana, That's right, Moana and that, yeah. Star oh, Wars. Shit. Yeah. So they have a Pixar. <laughs> I think it's a Pixar. Whatever, an animated movie, a Marvel movie, and a Star Wars movie, and they had already broken their record, their own record. So, yeah. Good year for the House of Mouse. Indeed. I guess that's why Disneyland's all under construction, because they got money to blow. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's, that's my news. Alex, what do you got? Uh, just a quick review. I just finished the Flash Season 2 on Netflix. It's a really good season. I liked all of it, except for the very last, like, 30 seconds of the last episode, which destroyed all of the character arc that Barry did throughout the entire show. Oh my gosh, if you guys haven't seen it, just Barry Allen in the TV show is just the worst time traveler ever. He sucks. So that's Flashpoint. <laughs> it's from the, I guess it's from the comics, and they're handling it now in season three. They they made a movie about uh, that recently. Fucking up the right? Thailand. The, the Flashpoint Paradox. And it was super, yeah. Yeah, I started, super fucking dark, by the way. Yeah, I started watching that. And then the kids woke up, so I had to stop it. But yeah. But yeah, Barry just he sucks at time traveling. And, yeah, uh, he does. Point, but the reason it, it he really... does it, come on! But the reason he does it, don't act like anybody else wouldn't if they had the chance do that. No, but he did that at the end of the first season. I know, but ah, doesn't mean no. He did that at the end of the first season. Then he stopped himself from doing it. Yeah. And then this whole second season was all about him getting over loss, getting on with his life, and not changing things that do not need to be changed because it would unmake reality. And then at the very end, he's like, yeah, I've learned my lesson, except I didn't, and then he goes and fucking does it. Oh, my gosh. I agree with you 100% logically, but sometimes you don't think logically. I'm just saying, it's justified. Oh, Jeebus age. I I was mad at him, too. I'm at the same side as you, but I I can see why you did it. Ugh. But the best season three, how they uh, rectify it, is kind of interesting. But I've okay. kind of already, I've fallen way behind on my comic on my comic stories. You're still I'll, up to date on Gotham, right? I am though. For some reason, that's the one <laughs> I'm up to date on. Ugh. All right. Well, I guess I'll watch season three. Yeah. Just find out. Um, it's still better than Arrow. <laughs> as soon as he, I heard he was he was mayor, I was like, "Yep, I'm glad I ditched that of Arrow." Well, that's from the comics. And bailed out. Yeah, that's like the least part to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, I I I'm not I'm not watching the Legends of Tomorrow. I started watching Supergirl, but I'm falling behind on all of it. I watched it when Superman was on. I'm sexist. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I did see the first season of Supergirl 2 on Netflix. It was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, all right. That wraps up this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about, speaking of the Man of Steel, Superman the Movie, starring Christopher Reeve. Christopher. Actually, you know, it's not starring Christopher Reeves. It's starring Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman. <laughs> and then Christopher Reeve. Yes. Da, da, da. Thanks for listening. Everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. 
We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.